Coming up on the WAC Podcast, we are almost to Vegas. Can you believe it? Just a few days away. This is our final pod before we are actually in Sin City. We'll talk about all the things going on around the tournament. Plus, we just got back swimming and diving championships and the indoor track and field championships. We'll break down what happened there. And baseball and softball, we're almost to conference play. Can you believe it? Next on the WAC Podcast. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. It's here! Vegas, WAC Vegas is here. We've officially made it. The road to WAC Vegas ends, and we are hopping on a plane in just a few days, Saturday to be exact, and we will be in Vegas, getting some content. <laughs> How many times can I say Vegas in five seconds? Well, I, I, I hate to correct you, Kendra, with your enthusiasm, but we haven't made it yet. There's yeah, okay, you know. Final game of the reg- final games of the regular true. season tonight, as we record this on Thursday for women, Friday for the men. We do have some champions already crowned, though. We do, we do. On the women's side, Southern Utah took down California Baptist on Tuesday. So they clinched at least a share really cool moment for the T-Birds because they were at home. And so they had, you know, they must, obviously they thought that they could do it. And so they had balloons uh, up up top and some (laughs) confetti. So all that dropped on them after they won and they have a chance essentially to clinch it outright with a win over Grand Canyon tonight um, and then Stephen F. Austin is the other team that's right there that could also clinch a share of that if the Thunderbirds lose. So either or after tonight, we'll know if we have one outright champ or if we have co-champs. So that's pretty exciting on the women's side. Well, staying in the state of Utah, maybe uh, traveling a little bit north and east, uh, going to Orem, Utah. Congratulations, the Wolverines winning the WAC championship, a share just like Southern Utah. They knocked off UTA last night, as again, as we record this on a Thursday. Same opportunity. They could win it outright tomorrow. But uh, you had a chance to sit down with Mark Madsen, our very first week of the Road yes. to Wag Vegas, back in January. Seems like only yesterday. Uh, <laughs> is going over to the team hotel, first guest. And uh, maybe that's pretty good luck, I guess, that, you know, that was one of the few in-person guests you had this year. They go on to win the WAC championship. That's true. Good good luck just stemming from me, I guess. And, you know, we tried <laughs> to do a TikTok with the mad dog himself, but he said, "We I got to focus on this season. Maybe what, what did Vegas. he say? He Maybe said, in Vegas. If they win. If they yeah. win. And that is a possibility as they are in the driver's seat. And we'll get that by. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I haven't done all. I don't know all the math equations, but they're going to be on a buy so they don't play until Thursday in Wag Vegas. Yeah. So they don't have to play any games at Mickle Bulcher Arena. And last year it was a little different from last year because those top four teams had buys into the semis, but we expanded our tournament this year. And so now they'll have to play Thursday um as well as then Friday, Saturday to to take it all. But yeah, they get to miss that first, you know, those opening rounds, save some legs, save some people. So should be should be uh, a nice advantage for the Wolverines. So they will play Stephen F. Austin on Friday. That is our WAC featured game of the week uh, this week. 
Stephen F. Austin fell to Sam Houston last night in overtime. SFA did uh, came out and really uh, laid one on CBU on Sunday night, the ESPNU broadcast. So it looked like they were kind of uh, kind of finding their footing. But Sam Houston has now won six in a row, Kendra. That's not a team you want to sleep on. No, it's definitely not. And, you know, I'm not really sure. We don't exactly get the results from the from the WAC resume seeding system. Well, but we get the results. We just don't know the secret yeah. formula per se. So there could be a potential that Sam Houston gets oh, that. Oh, oh one. wait, I take that back. I'm looking at the updated standings as of yeah, March. Yeah, Sam Houston is on top. They are on top now. So I stand corrected with but that big win. So, look at the gap though, too. I mean, Utah Valley and Sam Houston really had some big non-conference wins in this, uh, in the early part of the year. Cause they're both, you know, three points plus ahead of the next Seattle U, which is who it would be, but yeah, they're it's 6.57, 6.73. So it's close uh, to Friday's games are going to determine a lot. <laughs> this is, uh, this is why we do it. This is exciting. This is uh, driving interest. I mean, everything you want to say there, I mean, winning that, uh, that game at SFA, uh, puts Sam Houston ahead in the resume seating standings, standing Seattle, you now in third, despite their loss to Utah Tech last night, Southern Utah also suffered a loss against Grand Canyon. The Lopes now number five, SFA number six. Now the top four is where you want to be because those are the buys. Right now, Grand Canyon would face UT Arlington in the first round, SFA against UTRGV, and we'd see Tarleton against Utah Tech, and then California Baptist, Abilene Christian in the first round at the Mandalay Bay. Make a little oh, arena. It's going to be absolutely insane. Women's basketball, Kendra, tonight, uh, as we mentioned, the, the seat regular season ends. And you mentioned Southern Utah in the driver's seat in terms of winning the regular season championship. But it's Stephen F. Austin with the resume seating system that looks to have a lock on that number one seat. Yeah, they're a good almost almost three point about 2.6 points ahead of Southern Utah. Um, and then Grand Canyon is is a lock for that third seed. They're just a point or so behind Southern Utah. And then California Baptist looks to potentially be that fourth seed. And then the rest of the teams, you know, will will be fighting for uh, seeding throughout. But yeah, it's it's pretty pretty close on the women's side. Besides, you know, those top teams that have separated themselves a little bit with the seeding. So it should be a good tournament because I'm looking at all of these teams have had big wins this season. They've upset, you know, teams that are higher up in the seeding system. And so it's anybody's crown for the taking. So Monday, make a little arena, the women's first round noon and two, and then six and eight on Tuesday, the men then play at Michelob Ultra Arena, so that will be exciting. Noon and two, six and eight. Then we switch over to the Orleans on Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the championship games. Again, ESPN2 having the WAC championship. That'll be 8.30 Pacific time uh, as we will be in the Pacific time zone. It'll still be standard time because it switches to daylight savings time on that Saturday-Sunday crossover, if you will. So a lot going on in Vegas. You're going to be on the sideline. You have a lot of stories. Oh, I got a to. lot of stories. We got doing 20 of those 22 games. So 
four games a day for five days. I've got a lot of good storylines cooking, so it's going to be exciting. Can't give anything away. You're just going to have to tune in to ESPN Plus for all of those games to find out. Well, I was hoping to get a little sneak preview, but I guess we'll have to wait. No, you know, I don't know which one to pick. I don't think it'd be fair to any of our schools if I just picked a few right now. That's true. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the championships we just witnessed. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Fans, don't miss your chance to be in WAC Vegas this March. They can celebrate because they're going to go to the NCAA tournament. The 2023 Hercules Tires WAC Basketball Tournament will be in Vegas for an entire week. March 6th through the 11th at the Michelob Ultra Arena and the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Big time gutty performance. Tickets go on sale February 6th. For more information, go to WACsports.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Ganner and Kendra Sheehan with you. We just got back from different parts of the country. I was down in Edinburgh, Texas for the WAC Swimming and Diving Championships. Actually, FAR Texas, to be more specific, at the FAR Natatorium, P-H-A-R-R. Fantastic facility, brand new. And they hosted these championships, which... Kendra, you've been a, a part of last year. We have 14 teams, so we have uh, it's eight men, uh, women's teams, six men's teams. Sport of swimming and diving, we don't see um, certain conferences sponsoring it. So the Mountain West does not have men's swimming and diving. So Air Force, UNLV, and Wyoming, all part of the WAC in men's swimming and diving. Big Sky does not have women's swimming and diving, so we see Northern Arizona, Northern Colorado and Idaho as a part of the WAC in that particular sport. And uh, I don't know if we've ever seen this before, Kendra, in the history of the WAC, but uh, I witnessed a 10-peat this past weekend as Northern Arizona won their 10th consecutive WAC championship. You know, I remember last year. The 9-peat. It was going to be the nine. And so all the parents brought little, those mini balloons that had yep. a nine and they were all holding up. So d- holding them up. So, so they had two they balloons have, this year, that one, one and the zero. Ah, uh, those parents, they were some of the first people to the pool. Like they were lining up before I was even there to set up from session one to session two. So they, they are committed fan base for sure. You had an opportunity to be on a couple of news channels down there as, as it was very, you know, big story to have this big, meet uh, people coming from all over the country to far Texas and over 600 student athletes competing, all the coaches, all the administrators, all the parents, all eating dinners, all eating, you know, all staying at hotels, all spending money in the community there. So it's a big event for far Texas to have that UNLV was the champion on the men's side. That was their third whack championship in a row. Uh, Panos Bolanos, not to be confused with Panos Bolaños, <laughs> was uh, one of the outstanding swimmers for the Rebels as they win three in a row. Uh, we did name our Swimmers of the Year this week. Our WAC Women's Swimmer of the Year, Pia Murray from Utah Tech, had an outstanding meet. She wins three events in the Trailblazers. Look out for them, Kendra. They are really uh, coming on strong and will be a team to contend with in future years. Maria Brunlener from Grand Canyon, also the co-swimmer of the year. Diver of the year goes to Grand Canyon's Abigail Erickson as she won one of the diving events there. Freshman of the year, Naomi Slee from New Mexico State. 
coach of the year, Dan Kessler of Utah Tech, and that goes to show the respect the coaches have for what Utah Tech is starting to bring to the sport of women swimming and diving as they will be a team to be reckoned with. Diving coach of the year, Nikki Huffman from Northern Arizona. That's what part, part of the thing that makes the Lumberjacks so tough, Kendra, is that not only do they do really well in the pool, but they score a lot of points in uh, platform diving and on both the diving boards. Yeah, it's, it helps when you have both those, you know, programs that are so good in the pool and also, you know, diving because, yeah, that's really an opportunity for them to, you know, take it away. And not a lot of schools have that uh, platform diving opportunity True. the way NAU takes advantage of it. On the men's side, Wen Zhang from Air Force is our swimmer of the year, and he broke two records this past weekend, Kendra, and they were both his own records. So that tells you how good a swimmer Wen Zhang is from the Air Force Academy. Diver of the year, uh, Gael Jimenez from California Baptist, just a freshman, wins all three diving events. So platform, one meter and three meter. Jimenez also is our freshman of the year, co-freshman of the year, along with Chris Matazuski from UNLV, swimming coach of the year, Ben Lors, UNLV, as they won their third title in a row, diving coach of the year. Jeff Kudo from CBU. Meanwhile, while I was in far Texas experiencing 95 degree temperatures, you were in Spokane, Washington, seeing some snow. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't be more drastic, the differences, <laughs> because the two championships were going on at the exact same time, except swimming started, you know, a few days earlier. It's a longer championship, track and field, indoor track and field, just two days. But man, was it cold. It was like nine degrees when we got there. I was unprepared. It was freezing. Oh my gosh. Good thing it was inside. That's all I have to say. But a really cool facility over there in Spokane. It's at the podium. It was built a couple years ago. Um, and it's just really become a premier indoor facility. They have the banked track, which most indoor facilities do have. But this goes up and down automatically. So for 60 meter hurdles in the sprints, they're done in the middle of the track. And then they literally just put down the bank on one side so they can run into the crash pad. And you wouldn't even know it was happening unless you were looking at it because it was so quiet and it was so fast. So it was just such a, a really top-notch facility that we got a lot of compliments from, you know, a lot of the coaches saying, you know, this is, this is a great facility that we have there. And we had a lot of fast runners, you know, we had, uh, you know, for the award winners, kind of like you mentioned for swimming, uh, Utah Valley's Habtamu Cheney, or better known as Hobbs. Uh, he won the 3K, he won the 5K. And on the women's side, Everlyn Kemboy was also the outstanding track performer. She did the same thing. Utah Valley has put distance, they put distance on the map. She won the 3K and the 5K, breaking her own records that she set. So we got, you know, records breaking records. Hey, and Everlyn uh, Kemboy, I believe, was our cross-country champion she was she was and, and the uh, 10k yeah. and at outdoor yeah so she's, she is just uh stacking up the medals yeah and you know it's interesting we talked to their head coach uh coach Hool before her race you know we were learning about her she's transferred from university of arizona and about two years ago you know she wasn't when she first kind of transferred she didn't have a really good year pretty rough and she was likely not going to make the travel bus or whatever for the next meet at the end of the season she goes to this one meet at utah and just 
blows everyone out the water, like just performs. And the coaches were like, we knew she had it in her, but they never seen it. And then ever since then, they, you know, he said, she's just been unstoppable and she's gone on to break her own records, set records, win, you know, be just such a dominant force uh, for Utah Valley. And, and also, you know, Irene Rono for Abilene Christian was second. And so both of them actually broke the record. But of course, you know, uh, Everlyn, um, you know, took the first place. So she'll get that. But apparently the two of them are best of friends. So that's mm. that's a pretty neat storyline because they both are pushing each other. They run almost neck and neck until, you know, Kemboy kind of breaks away at the end. But yeah, they definitely pace each other. It's cool that they're they're good friends. I also saw that uh, on, uh, on the men's side, we had a record go down in the hurdles that had stood for more than 25 years, I believe. UT Arlington's Joel Bankston in the 60-meter hurdles takes down a 25-year record. Um, he was just clear out in front. He had a great, uh, great meet, great event. Um, I believe he was close even in the prelims if he didn't already break it in the prelims. And so to see him to do that in the finals was was pretty neat. We also had a 26-year-old uh, record go down at the Swimming and Diving Championships, Remy Fabiani of CBU winning the 100 free beat Wing Jean, who was the favorite going in, perhaps. Uh, he was going for his third gold medal of the meet. But Remy gets the first place and the record. This record had stood for 26 years, previously held by Lars Frolander. And people who are swimming fans would remember that name because he was a gold medal winner in the 2000 Olympics. So when you beat a record of a person, obviously, who went on to great things, I believe Furlander competed in four or five Olympic Games from Sweden, swam at SMU when he was in the WAC, uh, one of the outstanding swimmers in the history of the conference. To beat that record that had stood that long, that's even more special. Yeah, that's pretty cool to say, hey, I took – Frolander's record that's got to feel good for sure for sure for totally. sure for reals one hundo p <laughs> you got some more indoor track and field results for us who won the team standings oh yeah ask and you shall receive here's what's pretty cool uh grand canyon men go back to back back to 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 back seven consecutive Ooh. In yeah. men's indoor championship titles. And, uh, you know, they really separated themselves. It wasn't super close towards the end. They did win the four by 400 relay, which was just, you know, coach flood said just a nice, you know, spark to the, the tremendous weekend. And, you know, that's pretty cool because head coach Tom flood actually started the track and field program act program at Grand Canyon. And, it took him a long time uh, to be able to build what he says, the depth that you need on the roster to be able to, you know, win uh, conference titles. And so he's done a great job building up that program. And, and it really showed they had a lot of fast runners there. Um, there, uh, Chris Autry actually uh, won the shot put. He won the, um, he was a high point performer for the men overall. So he got his own plaque. And then on the women, it was Stephen F. Austin mm. coming away with their first ever WAC indoor uh, title. They did win outdoor. And so coming off of that season, head coach Rob Hansen, who really was fully promoted to head coach of both cross country and track and field in October of 2022. So this was really his first you know, season. Um, and it was really, really close. Stephen F. Austin and uh, New Mexico State were right there. 
Um, and, and Stephen F. Austin, really, it was their field events. They performed so well in the field that it just built them so many points because New Mexico State was coming on there really close at the end. So, but congratulations to the Lumberjacks. What a, what a meet and what a, what a great job this past weekend. Yeah, both the Lumberjacks and the Lopes. And kind of like I was uh, referencing in swimming and diving, when you can do both, when you win those events, when you get those field events, just helps you win those team championships. And when you invest a lot in that, when you recruit some of the best athletes in, in some of those events, that's really going to help you in the long run. And you had a chance to talk to Tom Flood, I believe, right? From I did, I did. I did. I talked to Coach Flood and and he he's he's so funny because, you know, I asked him if he was nervous before for the weekend. And he said, you know, I'm just the cheerleader at this point. I I've, we've done all the work. I've done everything that I've could. And now it's just, I get to step back and watch my kids perform, you know, and, and watch them, you know, hopefully get rewarded for all the hard work that they put in. And so he was like, it's even, it's tough to go back to back, but it's even tougher to go back to back to back. to back. <laughs> And so, yeah. And then I spoke with Rob Hansen as well afterwards, and he was just so proud of his teammates, just a testament to, to the work that they put in. They had a coaching change. Um, and so he, he said that, you know, the way the athletes were able to stand by him and, and be able to buy into, you know, his system, each coach has a different sort of running system that they, they do. And so he said, it was just a really cool moment for, for the team. Well, Kendra, we're going to have another WAC podcast this week. We're going to have Kyle McDonald from WAC Hoops Digest coming on the show on Saturday night. Probably going to debut that on Sunday as we'll break down all the matchups for WAC Vegas as we will be in WAC Vegas for that special episode of the WAC podcast. So we apologize. Not going to quite have time to get to a baseball softball today. We will, of course, focus in on that once we get through uh, basketball season, but uh, a lot going on right now, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys in Vegas. Cannot wait. The madness is here. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.